We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Boom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our conversation here with Dan for this week. Um, as always, we want to say thank you to everyone who has been watching and contacting us. We've gotten several messages here lately from people not just watching the most recent episodes, but some of the back catalog, In too. In archives. That's great. Yeah. So I, maybe some of you out there have been sharing those. Maybe they've just stumbled across them in different ways. But whatever the case is, if you want to take a moment to subscribe, it always helps to get the videos out in different places. If you're listening on podcast, leave us a review. It really does help people find the podcast as well. So for this week, Dan, we're doing another one of everyone's favorite subjects. We're talking about the worst sin anybody can commit in this day and age, and that is judging. Ah, so we're talking people. like culturally how people feel about it not necessarily like the bible says judging is the worst judging is a word crino and forms thereof in the in new testament that has different nuances jed in okay. different passages where it's used so you're saying <laughs> that every time we see the word judge or judgment or judging it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing rarely does it mean the same thing okay and if you'll look, for example, at John 7, verse okay. 24. The Gospel of John? Gospel of, chapter 7, verse 24. This is in the middle of a, of a passage where Jesus is at, at the temple, and all kinds of people are surfacing different opinions, pro and con, about mm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he says in John 7, 24. In 24, he says, it's on a line break for me. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. All right. Jesus is talking about the decision all those people make about him. Okay. Some of the word judge sometimes means to decide. Okay. And um, <clears throat> he says, you know, all the pros and cons were surfacing in the crowd about Jesus. Some said this, some said that. Mm -hmm. He's got a demon. He's a good man. He's deceiving the crowd. He must be the yeah. Christ, you know. But he says... Be careful how you judge. Don't just judge the hour. Judge righteous judgment. In other words, yeah. when you make about a decision about Jesus, you better make the right decision. Mm. Yeah, don't just look at an outward sign or a single action. Consider all the things. Yeah, he's talking about when you decide about Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, what will you do with Jesus? The question comes to you. That's where this passage belongs. Mm. Okay. okay, so... Another passage that people are more familiar with, Matthew 7. Yes, This yes. is the favorite one, verse 1 and following. This one gets thrown out a lot. <coughs> All right. It's even titled Judging Others yes. in most, most uh, English Bibles and stuff. Here we go. John, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? 
Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. All right, so here um, in the context, Jesus is talking about how hard you are on other people for the little things that you don't like or that are, seem out of place mm. in their lives. <clears throat> the, word, the word judge um, in a noun form okay. uh, is often uh, very akin to the English word critic, mm. crites, judge. Yeah, like to critique something. Yeah, and, and so what he's saying in this passage is, however hard you are on people about accepting those people and how mm. if you pick somebody apart, then, then you know, God is going to treat you the way you treat other people. So if you're kind and merciful toward mm -hmm. other people, God is going to be kind and merciful toward you. Okay. And instead of picking at that little fault that you see in somebody else, mm -hmm. like their scraggly beard or something like that, you should, you should work on yourself and get your own act together and not be concerned about the little things mm. in your brother who's also trying to do right and do the best he can to yeah. do the will of God. So, I was going to say, we could build this out to lots of different sins <laughs> or lifestyle aspects or different things, but it's kind of, on a simple term, it's like you're sitting at the dinner table and you hear someone smacking their food and you are just boiling and you finally, you've got to chew with your mouth closed. Mm -hmm. While the whole time you're sitting here slurping your stuff and you're kind of acting in a way that you don't notice yourself or you're excusing, but you're not going to fix your own or, while you're worried about someone else. Or you may you may have a person who's coming out of the world and and they're making leaps and bounds of progress and things like that and and they're doing so much better in their life in general and mm -hmm. you see them somewhere like smoking a cigarette and so you just you just cross them off your mm. list because they're smoking a cigarette, not saying they should smoke yeah, or anything like that. how dare they. I'm just saying, yeah. rather than, than crossing a person who's trying to do the Lord's will off your list, you should be kind and appreciate the good things that they're doing and love that person and mm. work on your own life because I bet there's a lot of things you have to do in your own life to work on yourself. So let's go ahead and make the jump. Does that mean that I can never get on to someone when they are making bad choices? No. Let's go to a different passage. See, right. this passage is really, in Matthew 7, a repeat of, Blessed are the merciful, mm -hmm. for they shall obtain mercy. Yeah. Now let's go to a different passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay. And let's read verses 10, 11, 12. This is where there was this guy that was living in a sexual congress with his father's wife. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about uh, how to deal with this man. All right, verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 5. Start with 10. Start with 10. Okay, we'll go back a little bit. Not at all meaning the sexually immoral of the world. Okay, Oop. what he means is when I'm telling you um, not to keep company with somebody, he's not talking about those that are outside in the world because you'd have to go out of the world. But go ahead and pick it up right there. Okay. Uh, meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and swindlers, idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world, like you were saying, verse 11, but now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one, for what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you're to judge? God judges those outside. 
purge the evil person from among you. All right, and the verse I want to center in on without getting into the whole excommunication thing yeah. is the next to the last one, verse 12. Mm-hmm. What have I to do with judging outsiders? Mm. But we're supposed to judge those inside the body of Christ. Now, wait a minute, Paul. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, judge not that you be not judged, but now he's saying you're supposed yeah. to judge. The difference is, <clears throat> in this passage, the word judge means to decide when there's clearly a violation of Scripture. Because, see, mm-hmm. God has already written down in Scripture that this list of sins are wrong. So if a brother or sister is obviously caught up in one of those sins, mm-hmm. to decide that they're doing wrong is not wrong. It's not bad. It's not something that's negative. Mm. It's just an observation based on the will of God, and we're supposed to hold each other accountable. Okay, yeah. So if if, if you see me doing something that's obviously wrong, you're supposed to hold me accountable, mm. and I'm supposed to hold you accountable. We can't We can't do that with people out in the world because they have not subjected themselves to the lordship of Jesus right. Christ. But then when you keep reading that passage mm-hmm. and uh, you keep going over into chapter 6, which is a continuation of it, it seems that the Corinthians were going to um, pagan law courts to decide spiritual matters. Right. And so if you go down to 6.5, what does he say mm-hmm. right there? In 6.5 he says, I say this to your shame, can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? All right. So so a Christian person who knows the scriptures mm-hmm. should be wise enough in his understanding of the scriptures to decide if something is right or wrong and judge between his brothers. This goes back to chapter yeah. 5. According to the scriptures. So you're keeping supposed it all in that to context. decide things, mm. and it's not bad or judgmental in the negative sense to decide that, you know, Jed, if you're having an affair with somebody else's wife, that is a sin. That's wrong. Right. And that's not a, that's not a Matthew 7, 1 thing. Mm. That's just a decision based on the plain teaching of God's word. So we're supposed to do that. So I think the the natural follow-up question to that would be, okay, we've decided but then what do we do with that decision? Well, first you go to the person, you work with them on it, and then if mm-hmm. they if there's a they don't repent, then you take one or two more, like Matthew fifteen okay. says. Would that be prob- eighteen fifteen? Probably even if we want to stick with like the writings uh, to the different churches, even in Galatians, where it talks about needing to restore someone, is that similar? Now, yes, it is. And, okay. And now we're talking about what to do, but we digress. Okay. In this video. Because I think most people, they're going to want to make that jump. So sure just they are, to. But, but we're just saying that one type of judgment that is correct to do is simply deciding whether an action is right or wrong. That's not sinful. Okay. And, and like, if, if you're screaming at somebody and hitting them, that would be wrong. I'm going to say that's wrong because I can show you in Scripture. And that's not judging you in the negative sense. That's just simply deciding the mm. way we're told there to do. All right, now there's there's another passage about judging. I so want to jump on to the next do. thing. because but I want to show yeah. you the different nuances. All right? <laughs> okay. Go to Romans 14. All right. Romans. This is about um, when, when there are matters of opinion okay. that aren't dealt with in Scripture. Sure. And how we are not supposed to judge, or sometimes the word crino, judge, means to condemn. 
in the sense that yeah. I decide that you are not faithful to God and you are condemned because you're doing something, even though I don't find it in Scripture that that's mm. wrong. Maybe traditionally I've been taught that that's wrong or something, but there's nothing in Scripture. Yeah. So if you go to Romans 14, read 1 and 2 there for me. All right, it says, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. All right, and there you have the word judge, but notice Mm. that in the same verse as the word judge, you have another word that helps us with the nuance. Yeah. And that word is despise. Mm-hmm. Now, see, they were, some people were, were making uh, condemning judgments towards their brothers over whether or not they ate meat. Some mm. people in this passage were making those kinds of judgments so that they despise their brother over observing certain special days, Yeah, which they may or may not do. Sure. But if you go down to verse 10... Mm-hmm. He asks the question again with these two words to give us nuance. Yeah. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why, or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. All right. The word there for judgment seat is bema. Bema. And uh, a bema is a tribunal. It's a little bench that the person would sit on to pass sentence. Mm. So this is not just about deciding. Okay. This is about passing passing sentence on somebody. Ooh. Now based on an opinion and not based on scripture. Yeah. So so read the next two verses and see how Paul does with that. He says, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. All right. So God is the one who will sit on the bema, mm. the tribunal. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, we must all appear before the bema of Christ. Right. So Christ will be the judge, and we must give an account to him, but not about things that he hasn't told us about in Scripture. Mm. If you read the next verse there, verse 13, stop judging one another, mm-hmm. but judge this rather that you don't place a stumbling block in front of your brother. Mm. You know? So um, in this passage, judging means condemning people, inadvertently in your own mind, despising them, passing sentence on them, crossing them off your list for something they do that differs from you in opinion, but there's no scripture for it. Mm. So is there a passage that discusses a... Christian in this life being kind of in that bema sense of judgment, or is that always in relation to God? That's only God can do that. Okay. And that's when the sentence is passed, whether you pass or fail the final test of judgment and go into life, that's always Christ. That's always God. So when, when it's used about judgment between like two people in this life, it's more in relation to the decision side of things? It's deciding. One nuance is it's deciding whether something is right or wrong, and we do that based on Scripture. Another nuance is nitpicking somebody to death instead of uh, working on your own life, which is Matthew 7. Right. Um, 
Jesus also, I mean, Jesus, Paul gives another little bit of a nuance in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's read four, five, four and five or so, okay. maybe three through five. Let's see. Uh, verse three starts with, but with me, mm -hmm. but, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. I'm not aware of anything against myself, but I'm not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not be pronounced. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring the light to the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his, con his commendation from God. All right, the idea here is that only God knows the intentions and the thoughts of a person's heart. Mm. And every person is on their own spiritual journey in their mind and trying to do the best they can or not. And the only one that knows their heart is God. So ultimately, yeah. the only one qualified to pass judgment is God because he knows the heart. Mm. And we cannot judge the thoughts and intents of another person's heart. Oftentimes, when we encounter another person, we misjudge their intentions. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're downcast. Maybe they are a little short with us. Maybe so, but, but we may misjudge what's going on in right. their mind, and it may have nothing whatsoever to do with what we're thinking. Yeah, but See? based on our interpretation of the moment, which is not perfect, like right. God's, right. we would then decide certain things. Right, and every person is on their own journey, and God knows their heart. And so this passage is important because the kind of judging God does, mm -hmm. he does because he sees the spirit of man. He sees the heart of man. Mm. Now, the kind of judging we can do, the deciding, yeah. is simply when we observe the outward actions and they're clearly right or wrong. See? So so like in this passage, is he saying that there are certain people in the church yes. that are given not necessarily the authority, but the responsibility to be part of that deciding and no, pointing no, not out? No, in this passage. In this passage, he's talking about some leaders— in the Corinthian group that were very wise in the ways of the world and very puffed up and proud of themselves about having more knowledge than other people. And mm. they were they were condemning Paul for some outward things. Mm. And he's saying in this that, that that's not what he's worried about. He's worried about the final pronouncement of God and God who knows his heart. Yeah. He's not worried about these people because they're not – they're not doing that based on deciding things from Scripture. It's based on yeah. human wisdom. Again, that's this passage. Right. So this is going back to some of the previous passages we read about matters of opinion and people picking at things that aren't necessarily in Scripture. Yes, or in this passage, some people were judging simply not based on Scripture at all, but on human mm. cultural ideas. Okay. And Paul said, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. All right, so um, there's that. I'm trying to think if there's any others. So basically, to summarize this. Yeah, or to, to kind of build on, we said that this wasn't about men who could judge, but you were kind of saying there are some who are given that responsibility? Well, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 5, mm -hmm. he said, aren't there some, isn't there one wise man among you? Yeah. And the background of that is, He's just been talking about two kinds of wisdom in Corinthians, human right. wisdom, divine wisdom. 
divine wisdom comes by divine revelation to the apostles, of which Paul was one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Paul was basing his instructions on that divinely revealed wisdom, Mm. okay? And he's saying in 1 Corinthians 6, isn't there a spiritual man who knows God's word well enough that he can decide yeah, among the brothers if this out. is correct or not correct biblically. That's okay. all he's saying. And he's not saying to cast judgment as a judgment seat judgment. No. He's just going that can clearly define what's going on here. But we who, who study the scriptures and preach the scriptures should be teaching the scriptures to prepare people for God's judgment. Mm. We can show them in the scripture what God hates yeah. and what God loves. Mm-hmm. And that's not judging except it's just seeing what god says okay and and preparing them that if you want to be ready for god's judgment yeah you need to pursue the things that god loves and you need to leave these things that god hates and if you're doing something that god clearly hates i can say jed look right here you're doing something that god hates so i love you even though you're (laughs) a major pain but you're you know so without going too much into the what we do with it side would it be a broad simplification maybe, but to say we should be in God's word enough to see that differentiation, to be able to point it out, and then we can talk about how to lovingly do those sort of things, but we don't cast a final judgment because that is only God's place. That's right. That's right. But then, see, you you, you read a passage like, go over to... Um, 1 Corinthians 6, mm-hmm. 9 through 11, which mm-hmm. is right after this part about why are you getting these unbelievers to yeah. decide things. Read that passage for me. He says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now, is that a judgment that Paul is, it's, it's what he knows from God? Yeah. Keep going. It's made pretty clear in plenty of places. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed and you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. So isn't Paul saying to them that if you continue in those lifestyles that I've listed, you will not inherit the kingdom of God? Mm. How do I know that? God says so. Sure. God has decided that. God has judged that. Right. So he's encouraging you not to do that so that you won't end up there. But still, at the judgment, God is the one that has the final decision. Right. Okay. So I'm sure that leaves a lot of you out there. I'm going to stick with the plan and not go too much into the what do we do with it side. Well, well, let's summarize a little bit to okay. help them out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Number one, don't nitpick your brother. Mm. Work on yourself, Matthew chapter 7. Okay. Number two, um, in uh, John seven twenty four, be careful that you make the right decision about accepting Jesus or not in your life. Mm. Number three, uh, Romans 14 don't despise or condemn your brother over matters of opinion which you can't find in Scripture. Mm. Okay, don't do that. And finally, only God knows the heart, and only God will cast the final vote, whether we get in or don't, mm. in the judgment. Okay. And there's, like I say, you may have points of question or follow-up on any of those because they're all, we tried to stay pretty broad on, on the discussion here. Yeah. So if you have questions, by all means, send them in, because this is a tricky subject, and it is used 
unwisely in many cases, yes. or it's completely avoided when it might be necessary in others. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and remember that words mean what people mean by them in the context of the discussion they're having. Mm. You can't just go to a concordance and look up the English word judge yeah. and just run a bunch of passages together and make them mean the same thing. Mm. They don't. They're all talking about different yeah. things. Like we've the run end. into with so many things when we have a Hebrew or a Greek word that we now only have one English word yeah. for their five. <laughs> you know. So hopefully this will probably spark more questions than answer them, but maybe we'll get you studying on some different things, looking at passages a little more critically to better understand them. But as always, Dan, thanks. So don't judge. But do judge. But don't judge. But don't try to take God's judge. Okay, goodbye, Jed. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.